You're listening to iOS Dev Break. 15 minutes of current events, tips, and advice for iOS developers, including, but not limited to, discussions of Swift, iOS, watchOS, and tvOS. Welcome to iOS Dev Break episode 16, 10, not X. In this episode, we're going to be talking about iPhone 10. And uh, also, we have some news. Um, well, actually, it's sort of personal news to share. So uh, I'm very excited about some things that are happening, and uh, hopefully we can cover it all in just the, the 15 minutes today. I think it should be fine. The first thing I'd l- like to mention is that uh, I was able to get the iPhone 10 delivered to me. In fact, it was delivered early. Uh, I wasn't supposed to get mine until about December 18th, I believe. But uh, I ordered mine through AT&T, and uh, one day shortly before, I think it was the Thanksgiving break, um, I received a, an email from AT&T saying, oh, we're, we're going to be sending your iPhone 10 this week. So I got it just, I guess, just under a month early. So I, I was able to get it right before the holidays, which was very fortunate because we were also heading out for uh, a getaway uh, over that uh, that time. So I, I was able to have my new phone and use the new uh, portrait mode for you know the front-facing camera as well as the regular camera because my last phone was an iPhone 6 Plus and it had basically ground to a halt. Um, I'm not sure if it's because of the the iPhone slowage news that we've heard recently from Apple about how they were uh, downclocking the CPU based on battery age. It could have been that. I'm not sure. Um, I guess one test I could try is to replace the battery now that I can get it replaced for 29 bucks uh, and uh, see if the performance increases dramatically. Um, I, I'm not so sure that that's the case because I, I noticed already a slowdown in 10.3 dot three, I think it was, um, that really took a significant hit in performance. And then once I moved to iOS 11, uh, it was just, uh, it was curtains. So, uh, I'm not really sure if that was to blame for this, but, uh, I guess it's, it might be a worthwhile experiment. I still have the phone, so I guess I could try it out. I have to say that the iPhone 10 is probably the most amazing iPhone that I have, uh, have used yet. Um, the face ID functionality is practically, uh, instantaneous. It's amazing. And I, I, I honestly, uh, every time I look at a phone that has a home button now, it feels like it's in the dark ages. And I get very frustrated when I have to use touch ID on my iPad pro, uh, because it is not instantaneous. So I'm really hoping that they are going to, integrate face ID into the other devices as they as they continue. I'm sure that's going to happen. It's there's no question about it. It's just a matter of uh, when they can actually get those things built into the uh, devices and uh so I would I would like to see that on iPad probably. Uh, I guess we'll we'll see how that goes and uh, even though it's going to be a long time before I can replace my iPad. So I'll just have to deal with the Touch ID for now on that. 
But the uh, iPhone 10 has proved to be, I think it's lived up to all of the expectations. Um, if there are folks who are saying negative things about it, uh, I guess that's that's their problem. Uh, I honestly, I can't say enough about uh, the 10, mostly probably because I am moving from an iPhone 6 Plus and uh, it was just getting so bad that uh, the the jump to a to 10 is you know that's jumped light speed as it were uh everything opens uh so fast and uh and developing with it is great and uh which gets to our de- development topic um this week too um i've actually been converting my apps to iphone 10 and it's been largely um, successful. Uh, but there was an interesting thing that happened to me. I thought I'd share it because it was sort of a dumb mistake on my part, but it was interesting to see nonetheless how this played out because what had happened was I actually created a, um, I, 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 it had been a while since I had been working on one particular project. What I didn't realize was that I had created a separate storyboard and when I opened the app and I started working on a particular storyboard, uh, working on the interface, I was following the instructions that were given with regard to enabling safe area layout guides and uh, all of the instructions to to get your, your app to respond to those. And uh, for some reason, I could not figure out why it was not working. And uh, it turns out it's because I was working with the wrong storyboard. It was it was loading the old main storyboard, and I had a a new one that I was uh, playing around with, uh, intending to use for some new feature enhancements that I was incorporating into the app. And I completely forgot that I was doing that. So, um, the, so the great thing is that once I went back and started uh, making those same tweaks to the main storyboard, everything fell into place and it responded great to the the safe area layout guides. And uh, from that point on, um, I was able to modify that plus I think one or two other apps that I have and I still have one more to go that's going to be a little trickier. Um, but at the uh, basically it was a su- successful test and it's looking great on iPhone X. Uh, and so that, that kind of brings me to another topic that I thought was, has been funny because, uh, immediately after the iPhone 10 came out, uh, so many people were wanting to call it iPhone X. And, uh, it seems like everybody that I run into that isn't a developer or who isn't a, uh, you know, an Apple nerd will call it iPhone X. And uh, so I, I think, I think, I, I'm not sure if it was on, um, core intuition, um, or perhaps accidental tech podcast, uh, someone in one of those, uh, shows basically said that it doesn't matter what Apple calls it. They're going to call it iPhone X because, uh, that's what they want to call it. And, uh, unfortunately I'm going to be sticking with iPhone 10 and, uh, mostly just because of the, the history. It always made me crazy when people would say, uh, OS X for instead of OS 10, and so, uh, so it's equally irritating to me for uh, iPhone X, but it's it's okay. I'll I'll cut some slack for the the, the folks who are not uh, Mac tech nerds and uh, not developers. So anyway, I, I guess I just have to be a little bit less uh, nitpicky about that, and I'll just uh, kind of internally roll my eyes, but um, realize that not everyone is going to 
care about that kind of stuff as much as I do. The other sort of tangentially related topic with regard to updating a, an app to iPhone 10 uh, is that uh, I actually had to update one of my apps from Swift 2 all the way to Swift 4. So that was another challenge in this whole process. And uh, what I did not expect um, was that uh, I didn't expect to have to uh, download Xcode 8 and do the conversion from 2 to 3, um, fix those issues, and then bounce from 3 to 4 using Xcode 9. But it turns out that's exactly what you have to do. Uh, in my case, the process wasn't too bad. It wasn't like, uh, it's not a huge code base and the, the, the app that I had to, uh, to migrate. Um, but it still was a little bit irritating that the migration tools in Xcode 9 didn't already have the same capability that the tools in Xcode 8 has to so be able to bring it from a prior version of Swift all the way to Swift 4. You had to download Xcode 8, the latest version of Xcode 8, and then upgrade your Swift 2 code to Swift 3 and then fix all those issues and, and then open it in Xcode 9 and do the migration to Swift 4, which thankfully from 3 to 4 is not that big of a deal. Uh, and uh, it was relatively painless, but it made me think, boy, if I was moving a very large code base from 2 to 4, then there there would be a lot of headaches involved. But thankfully it, it went smoothly. But I just thought I'd mention it in case someone out there has a, uh, a project that they have that maybe they haven't touched for a while. That's in maybe Swift 1.1 or 2, um, and they have to move to 4, or if they want to move to 4, then you'll have to install those versions of Xcode to do the migration from one to the next step. And so Xcode 9 does not have the ability to bring very old code, code bases from, and when I say very old, I mean like 3 years old, 2 years old, uh, forward to Swift uh, Swift 4. So. So that, that's a word to the wise. Uh, always keep your code bases in the latest version if you can, and it will make it a lot smoother when the next version of Xcode comes out. So that was another little dev tip that I wanted to share and because uh, I thought it might be helpful. In a bit of uh, personal news, uh, this is what I, what I mentioned earlier, uh, that uh, actually I'm going to be starting a new job. So I am currently no longer working for Cloud City Development. Uh, I have a lot of fond memories and uh, good feelings towards Cloud City Development. They're a great development shop, and uh, I will still recommend them if I come across someone who needs uh, any web apps built, uh, or if, if anyone needs something built in uh, React, Ruby, uh, Python, um, any of the JavaScript frameworks, uh, Angular, so forth. You know, so uh, it's a great, uh, great company to work for and work with, and I highly recommend them if you're you're looking for that kind of thing, especially if you need a, maybe a, an API uh, backend built for your app. Uh, maybe you have the skills to do the iPhone side of things, but um, you, you need someone to uh, take over the development of the back end, then check them out at cloudcity.io. But that will probably be the last time that I do a shout out for Cloud City, unless there's some specific mention I need to make of them. But yeah, so I'm starting something new 
uh, this coming week, and uh, I'm not going to be mentioning specifics about it, but the main thing that I can say is that I'm going to be doing Swift and Objective-C and uh, iOS and Mac development, possibly tvOS, possibly watchOS. I, I think that remains to be seen. I think my first project is probably going to be a Mac app, so it'll be kind of a, a baptism by fire in that kind of uh, aspect, but I'm really looking forward to it. And that starts uh, next week, so this coming Monday. I'm really excited about that, and I'll be... Uh, I'm hoping that I can continue to do the podcast. Uh, if for some reason it turns out that uh, the workload is just too too great, uh, I have to prioritize that, of course. And so uh, I may have to put the uh, the podcast on hiatus for a while. But I will let everyone know if that's the case. Uh, I don't expect it to. I, I'm thinking that I'll be able to record um, periodically, possibly on Fridays. Um uh, but uh, my schedule will be changing pretty radically because now I'm going to be commuting. I won't be working from home. So, so that'll be a big switch too. So the, uh, the great news about all of this for me is that I will not be doing React Native anymore. Uh, that's something that I've been doing f over the past year or so. And uh, it was an interesting diversion. Uh, I really needed to uh, get into it because of the client work that we were doing at Cloud City. Um, and uh, but about uh, six months ago, uh, it kind of felt to me like I really wanted to get back to doing more of uh, Swift or Objective C, just, but just focusing on iOS and uh, Mac technologies. Um, so and I, I felt like it was kind of uh, I was getting away from that, and uh, and I, I didn't like the feeling like some of my uh, iOS skills and uh, in Swift and Objective C, like maybe those were kind of atrophying a little bit after not being used as much. I still had side projects that I was working on, but uh, it wasn't like I was doing it uh, eight hours a day, 40 hours a week as I had been prior to that. So uh, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to this. This is going to be uh, pretty intense, got a lot of work coming up and some exciting projects that I probably can't talk about, but there might be some aspects of it that I might be able to uh, to refer to. And uh, who knows, maybe some blog posts and things and articles will come out of it too. So uh, I'll keep you posted on that. So it will be a busy week next week, and I've been enjoying this week, been dabbling in some side projects, enjoying time with the family. And uh, so I guess, uh, yeah, so uh, I will try to get back and record the next episode of iOS Dev Break next week if I can, and we'll see how that goes. Um, but until that time, I think this is the the end for episode 16. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, this time, again, we don't have uh, sponsorships. I do appreciate all the support that's been given so far on uh, Twitter. I've got some nice comments from that. And also... Uh, via Patreon. Uh, if you would like to help support the, the podcast, uh, help uh, defray some of the costs that we have for hosting and so forth, you can go to uh, patreon.com forward slash iOS dev break. And if you would like to give me feedback or if there's topics you'd like me to chat about in the future, uh, please, I think the best way to contact me is through Twitter. So uh, you can just do an at mention to iOS Dev Break. So that's at sign iOS Dev Break. 
on Twitter and I will get back to you. And uh, if you suggest a topic or a question, then um, I'll try to incorporate that into a future episode. So again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I will catch you on the flip side on iOS Dev Break. Mm-hmm.